What is manifestation really? And how do you get your mind set to support you in making your dreams, goals, and ideas a reality? Welcome guys, I'm Christina Medina, a money mindset and manifestation coach, Reiki practitioner, and licensed associate real estate broker living in New York City. Mindset to Manifestation is a real-life exploration in shifting your life from coming at you to creating a life by design and how you can start thinking that way today. Simple as that. Now let's get started. Welcome back, guys. I know it's been a minute and it's been an interesting pause on this podcast. It's, It's strange because... Well, let me just say this. It's not something that I wanted to do to stop recording for you guys and giving you the weekly podcast on Mondays, but I've been a bit challenged lately, and it's interesting because I do feel like everything runs in a cycle, and that is something I've said to you over and over again is that, you know, you're going to hit whatever situation you're in right now, you're going to work through it, you're going to go through it. And then at at some point, like usually it's like a cyclical thing or, you know, I feel like every year it's like the same situations kind of surface around the same time period. And I don't know if that's like an internal alarm clock connected with like memory and just a part of our journey, but I do feel like these same situations have come back into my life over and over again. And my biggest lesson in life, at least that I'm taking from this, is number one, realizing that I am important and I'm deserving and that I deserve a good, happy life. Like whatever that is for me, I deserve that. Whatever I define that to be, that I deserve that in my life. But even more than that, I deserve to take care of myself. I deserve to spend the time on myself. I deserve to set a time, set aside time for myself to meditate, to exercise, to make beautiful food for myself, to enjoy eating that beautiful food, taking time to chew and really taste and and get that feeling of being satiated, take that time to meditate so that I can reset myself and I can work from more of a neutral platform rather than something that's either positive or negative, but just find my neutral space. And I have been challenged over and over again with that. For some reason, somewhere down the line, and I'm sure it happened when I was a kid, I've been programmed to put myself last. Usually what I put first, it's not even other people, it's work. I've always put work first. I will skip a workout so I can get to work early and just feel like I can get a handle on something or I'll feel that feeling of obligation to get to work and skip my workout because I should get to work or I will ruminate and think about work situations, um, 
or potential situations, past situations, like that whole mental time traveling, going into the past and thinking about something over and over again, or going to the future and thinking about my fears and things like that that could happen in the future. Neither of them actually relevant, but both sneak their way into um, my sleep. And it usually results in me waking up in the middle of the night and being up for a few hours because I keep going in this circle of like thinking about something at work or something that could happen or something that did happen. And then I'll think about, then I'll think about things like, then I'll think about my mom and I need to call my mom and I need to do this. And, oh, I need to call my sister. I need to call my brother. I need to call my dad. I start thinking about all the things I need to do. And I'm, and then what happens is I get very anxious and my anxiety levels go up and then I don't have a good night's sleep. And then the next morning I wake up, I push the snooze button several times. I wake up late and I don't work out. I don't do my morning routine. I don't exercise. And I always feel like this kind of thing happens to me around like the end of summer, like around the last time you heard from me on this podcast was when it was just really starting. And And it's just a consistent thing. And it's like, I feel like I hit this every time right around my birthday. And that's, that's what's happened. And so now some things that some things and observations I've had from this experience, and I'll share some of them with you because I did wake up early. I'm enjoying a nice cup of coffee with coconut milk. Yum. And, um, and journaling and I'm journaling about if you could see my journal you'd see like the word rushing right in the middle of the page and then from that I have a stem off of that word and the first section of that is work okay so rushing work eating commute self-care and sleep so if you could see the word rushing in the middle this is how rushing has sort of integrated or worked its way into my life and the effects of rushing in my life. And when you take time to really look at what it is that's that you're not liking in your life, when you take time to put it down or diagram it or whatever you need to do on paper and take time to really look at it and assess it and think about it, that then you are then you are given the opportunity to actually start changing it like then you can see it on paper and you're like okay this is what I'm doing I this isn't what I want to do so what can I do instead it's just like opening an awareness you know maybe you're maybe you are feeling feelings and experiencing things that you don't like but you're not really allowing yourself to like really look at it like I'm saying turn around and face your shit really look at it So that way you can change it because as soon as you open your eyes and open your awareness to it and really look at it, then you can see the actual things that you're doing in your day to day. Like you can really assess things and you could say, okay, these things are not in alignment with like me, you know, sleeping well every night and living my most enjoyed life where I feel happy and relaxed. And I know that I'll make it through anything and I have faith and I trust. So if I look at this stuff that I'm experiencing, then I can see the areas that I'm sort of slacking in for lack of better word or areas that I'm letting things kind of slide. And if you let too many things slide, then you fall back into an old pattern. 
right? And so all that work you've done to change your subconscious belief system on what you deserve in life, you're kind of, you're kind of falling back into that, that old blueprint, but it doesn't mean you can, you have to stay in it. And this is going to be a consistent thing that you're going to have. And that's what I mean. Like this kind of stuff just has a way of circling back to you. And, and the whole purpose of that is like each time you increase the awareness and you increase your strength or ability to bring yourself back into alignment with what you want. So it's all about awareness. It's all about being awake. It's all about having your eyes open. It's all about facing fears, issues, concerns, facing your shit that's not in alignment with where you want to be. Face it so you can see where you've gone, what you've done, what you're doing, so then you can take that, assess it, figure out where you are, like your weakest link in the chain, in like your chain of your life or whatever, you know, find the weakest spots, the spots that need nurturing and love. And then you can bring that through the nurturing and love and awareness. You can bring that back to a place that's more in alignment with your big picture vision of your life, your life vision. So getting back to my little sort of, um, journal exercise. So rushing is in the center and I've got work, eating, commute, self-care, and sleep. And these are not in any particular order, though they're all kind of intertwined. Um, and I would say like, if you had like a Venn diagram, you could see that all these things sort of like, if you were rushing in the middle, you could see all these things sort of overlapping together, um, and how they connect. But of course, I wrote work first because I seem to fall into that blueprint of work comes before everything. And if I haven't told you guys this before, I have kind of always erred on the side of workaholic. <laughs> so it just, if I haven't told you this before, also a little bit about my family is, you know, my mom was definitely, is definitely on the OCD side and was always a perfectionist. And she was very hard on me. She was hard on the whole family, you know, because she had these very high standards of how everything should be in our home. And I understand now where that comes from. That comes from her feeling an insecurity about the perception, like a social anxiety or perception of of what other people thought of her and what other people thought of our home and thought of our family, you know, because... Um, in her background, she worked really hard to get out of, of the place where she came from, which was an alcoholic family. And we, you know, my grandparents or my grandmother, the story, if you've been listening to the podcast, you'll understand the story, but my mom did the best she could. She really did because she didn't have the strongest foundation to begin with. So she did the best she could. It wasn't the easiest childhood for me, but I have 100% compassion for my mom and what she, what she tried to do the best way that she could. But again, she was living in an old blueprint. She, she was trying to break free of it. Um, and she still continues to try to break free of, free of it. But that blueprint is really strong ingrained on her. Not that a strong ingrained, deep blueprint cannot be broken, but it's, it's, a life's work to do it. 
and it should be an enjoyable life's work. So this is what I'm trying to tell you. Like I'm trying to enjoy this journey. It hasn't been easy the last few months, but anyway, getting back. So anyway, I know I'm so getting off subject, but I just want you to understand I put work first because my mom's family was also a military family. Everyone in my mother's family, you know, we were all working class military families. And, um, and that's just the way that it was in, in our family. So everyone, all the men were in the military, you know, they all had really, um, strict standards for their children. And that kind of worked into my mom and that worked into me. And so, yeah, when it comes to work, I give it 110% for sure. (laughs) So anyway, back to my diagram. So of course, work is number one. And then I have eating, which has been a consistent problem for me my entire life. Even when I was five foot 11 and weighed 120 pounds, it was still a problem for me. Um, Commute, because the commute in New York City, riding in the subway, that has never been easy for me. Um, Sleep. Again, I've always dealt with had problems with insomnia. So sleep is an issue for me. And then self-care, self-care, because I was taught to put myself last. So self-care comes last. All right. So, and then this is rushing because these are all the things that I basically try to rush through to get done. Um, I rush through them to get to work (laughs) really. Okay. So I have work first and basically I'm not rushing through work, but what I am doing is I'm not breathing when I'm at work. I've noticed that. Um, I have a loss of focus because I'm not breathing. Um, I feel a feeling of overwhelm. So the overwhelm leads to not breathing, to the loss of focus, to the difficulty like thinking one thing at a time because I feel like that is really the only way you can get anything done. Multitasking only just makes us more overwhelmed and we don't do, we don't work at 110% in each area when we multitask. It's like a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. So when I focus on one task at a time, then I'm able to like quickly get through it, move through it, get through it, do a good job, stay focused and avoid making mistakes, which is another thing that happens when I rush at work eating. Okay. Maybe you guys do this because I feel like a lot of us do not chew enough. I think I read something once where you're supposed to chew like 20 times, each bite 20 times. And I definitely don't do that. So when I'm rushing, I'm not chewing, I'm not tasting the food. So I'm not feeling satiated. And then, um, I'm not feeling satisfied, you know, and I have, I end up eating more than I probably should because I'm not feeling satisfied because I've just eaten so quickly and I have trouble with digestion because maybe I'm eating too many food combinations that don't work together because then it's like I eat and then I want like something else or maybe I'm just like overstuffing myself and maybe that's what's happening and I want to tell you guys a story I saw um, Jerry and I were eating at a, a restaurant near one Manhattan square. And we were, we were sitting there and it was this great little Italian restaurant called Baccaro on division street downtown. And 
I remember like when Jerry and I eat, Jerry works in the food industry. So he's like the restaurant and hospitality industry. So whenever we go anywhere, we always order a bunch of small plates and kind of want to taste everything because he loves to see the food presentation and he likes to taste it and get ideas and inspiration for their restaurants. So we tend to order a lot and, um, we don't always eat it all, but we tend to order a lot. And um, I remember we were at Baccarat and this was on a Saturday and I saw these two women and it was so interesting to me because they both shared, they got um, a salad and they got an entree. They got, I think it was like a chicken or something like that for their entree. And it was interesting to me because I noticed that they split the salad. They actually had it split and it wasn't a huge salad to begin with, but they had this salad split and then they split the chicken too and they were really great at this place because they like actually split it on the plate for you so this little salad was like all spread out on the plate to make it look a little more substantial (laughs) and um they were just eating it so slowly one bite at a time chewing it tasting it and eating so slow And I have to admit, I've always had issues with food. And when I was younger, you know, I had no reason to have issues with food when I was younger. I was always super tall and super skinny. But I think when I got, when I went through my growth spurt, I started feeling like maybe I was just kind of a giant or something like that. And I, I didn't have a good support system. So I felt like there was something wrong with me and it must be that I'm fat. I don't know where that came from, but I was nowhere near fat. But it was at that point when I was about 11 that I started having um, an eating disorder. And so I would not eat. I would eat. I mean, I just didn't eat. And if I did eat, it wouldn't be very much. And it wasn't that I was trying to avoid being fat in the beginning. I just somewhere subconsciously, I decided that I shouldn't eat that much food, I guess. And so I programmed my brain that way. And then as I got to be a teenager, it became worse and it was like starving myself. And I think I honestly would have become bulimic if I could handle vomiting, (laughs) but I couldn't handle it. So I never went there. I, anytime I got sick or the stomach flu, I would actually start crying. Um, and so I just like, you know, if I had to throw up or vomit, I would start crying. So that was never for me. So I would just basically starve myself. And I did that for many, many years and in through my twenties. And then even some of it happening in my thirties and I'm definitely not starving myself now, but I never had that kind of relationship with food that I saw these women have, where they were just like tasting and enjoying it. You know, they, you, when you taste and enjoy your food, you don't need large portions because you actually, one of the things I learned when I was raw vegan is that you need a lot less food than you're giving yourself. You're actually overtaxing your body eating so much food because your body then uses all of the energy um, that it has for breaking down this food and digesting rather, rather than like replenishing your cells, you know, and fighting illness and things like that. So you're actually overtaxing your body when you overeat. And the amount of food that I was eating was seemed normal to me, but it was actually far more than what my body needed to feel satisfied. But when you're eating nutritious food, 
and you know like nutrient dense food then your body doesn't really require more the rest is just kind of filler and so i really learned that when i was raw vegan and and so when i saw these women doing that i was reminded that you know i'm probably eating a lot more food than my body actually needs and then i'm using all this energy to digest it and which could be the reason why i'm not sleeping at night too um and so sorry guys i kind of digressed there <laughs> kind of went off on a tangent but i think that really just comes down to not rushing and not shoving food in your mouth <laughs> and it's such a horrible picture and i we always joke around in our office because we eat so fast there like we're we're busy we're with you know we have appointments we're running and we're doing showings and we're doing all this and it's like food is so secondary at work and what what do you do do you carve time out for a lunch break and do you actually take it so you can breathe and relax and enjoy your food i mean that's really what what we should be doing um in New York, I feel like everybody eats at their desk. It rarely happens where you take a break and step away unless you have the kind of career or job that permits that, that allows that. But our work, taking appointments all day, it, there's no set schedule. So you could be taking an appointment that lasts an hour and a half right at the time when you would normally have lunch and you're going to take the appointment because you need the appointment. So rushing, rushing with eating. The other thing is commute. I definitely rush during my commute because that's one of my least favorite parts of my day is like getting in that subway, like rushing with the hordes of people to try to get up the stairs, first of all. Well, no, it even goes before that. So you're rushing out of your apartment to get to the subway on time. Then you rush to the turnstile because you want to make sure you can get through. Then you rush to get up the stairs because some people are on their phones, which drives me nuts. But how can you really look at your phone while you're walking up the stairs? I mean... I can't do that. I would absolutely trip, <laughs> which would be horrible. So, and then it would delay everybody else. But people, you know, you're rushing up the stairs to get to the subway platform. Then you get to the subway platform. Then you're fighting to get inside the subway. And then you're inside the subway. And then you're crammed inside the subway. And then it's like, I, this is the worst thing in, of my morning is the commute. And I listen to podcasts and things like that to try to, you know, I have my like motivational mix and I have podcasts that I always listen to. And I do that to stay in a good mindset while I'm on my commute. But at the same time, it's some days, like if I don't get enough sleep because I was thinking about work and then I missed my workout, you can see how this stuff kind of like snowballs. And then you, you know, it doesn't matter what I'm listening to in my ears, you know, podcast wise or audiobook wise, it's still going to create a whole like situation for me that I'm just trying to rush through and get to work quickly so I don't have to deal with it. So, and that is, again, like I stop breathing when I'm doing that. I start overheating. I get really hot because I get like anxiety and stuff like that. And I, I have issues with claustrophobia and I feel sensitive to people's energy because there's so many people in there and there's all kinds of smells and people saying all sorts of things. Some people are just really quiet. Everybody's got their heads down. And then you have someone who like starts arguing with someone or someone who gets offended because someone bumped them, you know, like just different things like that. And it's, I'm get to this point where I'm kind of unable to decipher, like, am I feeling my feelings or am I feeling other people's feelings? Like, what am I feeling? You know? And it's just, it's just, 
when you start in that rushing mindset, it just kind of makes everything feel uncomfortable. Then we have uh, self-care. <laughs> so work always goes first and self-care goes last. I mean, that has been kind of my program. And the thing is, I've been forced to self-care because I've always had the kind of career that puts me in front of people. So I have to get my hair done. I have to get my nails done. You know, there's like things that I need to do to take care of myself, but do I take the time to enjoy them? No. And some people love, like it blows my mind sometimes. I'm like, wow, I want to be this kind of woman who goes to the salon, who goes to get her nails done. I do all those things, but I want to be the kind of woman who goes to do them and is like, yes, this is my day. I love this. This feels great. Because for me, I'm like, when is this going to be? done. <laughs> so it's rushing through that rather than taking the time to like acknowledge my self-nurturing. You know, it's like getting into that self-nurturing vibration. So even at home, like I like to use the body brush, you know, on my skin before I get into the shower. And so it's like, take the time to enjoy that self-care, take the time to recognize the self-care, take the time to enjoy these things. I mean, it's like, what did I write here? Not enjoying most of those things. Ah, so I'm not enjoying most of those things, which actually feel good when you're doing them, when you're taking care of yourself. It feels good. It feels luxurious. It feels like you've up-leveled. So why would I want to rush through that? That's how I stay in that vibration of up-level. It's through this sort of ritual of self-care that I'm doing that. And then the other thing is, so if I'm not sleeping well because I'm thinking about work stuff, then I'm not waking up in time for that self-care or I'm not allowing that time for myself in the evening for self-care because I just feel wiped out and I just want to like lay on the couch or something, you know, um, and then not giving time to self-care. And that's what I mean. Like coming home, feeling like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do this. It's like all these things kind of add up. And so self-care goes last, which maybe if I did self-care first, then doing all these other things, I could just kind of relax and breathe. <sighs> I'm going to breathe right now, even though I'm congested. <laughs> then to breathe and just enjoy those things. And then lastly, sleep that is 100% affected by rushing. So if you're running around all day in this rush mentality, you're rushing to the subway, you're rushing while you're at work, you're rushing while you're eating, you're rushing through your self-care, then of course your sleep will feel rushed. It will not feel like a sound, relaxing, peaceful sleep, like a deep sleep. You'll end up being like me. Like I end up just becoming, or I ended up just like, sleeping so lightly that the slightest thing will wake me up because I'm never fully relaxed in my sleep because I've got this anxiety and probably cortisol shooting through my body all day long, you know, the stress hormone. And so when I'm sleeping, I'm not sleeping lightly because this cortisol is the fight or flight um, chemical that shoots through your body. So you're always like, you know, slightly on guard because you can't sleep. And it reminds me kind of like, a cat, like I look at my cat Harriet, and they're so like these are little wild animals at one time, and so 
while they sleep, they could sleep very deeply. But if they hear something, they're like, what What was that? You know, they're just, and that's how I sleep. So it's not a deep sleep. So if you're not, if you're rushing all day long, cortisol is running through your body and then you're trying to sleep, you're never going to go into that deep sleep because your body's never going to fully relax because it thinks that something's going to come at it, right? Something's going to come at you that you'll need to give attention to and you're at risk of danger. So how on earth will you be able to fully sleep if you always, in somewhere in your mind, you're feeling like there's danger? And that's what rushing does. Rushing is fear. Fear that people are going to criticize you. People are going to judge you. Fear that um, there's never enough time for you. You know, there could be a million different reasons why you rush, but all of it comes down to fear. There's a fear of something. And that's what I was doing this morning. I was like, what am I afraid of? So that's the second part to this journal exercise that I'm going to get into um, after we finish recording this podcast because I want to bring this thought and attention to your mind now. And then next week, let's talk about some of the assessments, you know, like some of the things you came up with, some of the fears that maybe you're having or programming that's starting to surface if you're going through this kind of rushing mentality that I've been experiencing. And the other thing is like when you're lacking sleep, you're missing, you know, you're sleeping in, you're missing those windows up opportunity for self-care and that's like exercise right and that's like taking care of yourself and you know enjoying washing your face in the morning enjoying like massaging the cream into your face enjoying your warm shower in the morning body scrub body brush like all those things that up level your life and feel like luxuries so that's what I've been going through this week and not just this week, but that's what I've been going through the last few months. And it's really, I almost feel like it took, I've been thinking about recording these podcasts for you for the last few weeks. And every, every time Friday comes around, I'm like, oh, I need to record the podcast. But there's like something blocking me, something blocking me from recording. And it's like this feeling of needing to withdraw and self-care, only I wasn't self-caring. I was rushing, 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 and then not doing the podcast, okay? Not doing the thing that brings me so much joy and connecting with you guys. So I wasn't doing the things that were good for me, the things that I enjoyed doing, and that includes like I was doing self-care, but I was rush, rush, rushing through it. And so when did this change? What changed this? Well, I realized I wasn't, I kind of fell out of my morning routine. I fell out of meditation. I fell out of visualization. You know, every once in a while I pop it in, but the routine of it kind of fell out. And I thought I need to reset. I need to reset. And so this week I started going to Mindful in Greenwich Village. It's a meditation studio in New York City. And I'm sure you have meditation studios around. I have been meditating for 10 years, you know, it's like, how can I go through these cycles where I stop doing it? But it happens. It happens. Um, and it's an ongoing journey of putting the, putting myself first, doing those things that I need to do, like meditation, exercise, self-care, those, that's going to be a, that's a thing for me. And I accept it and realize it. And I'm facing my shit that that's a thing for me. And my default is to put work before everything. And I'm working on that 
because work is really important to me. And fortunately, I love what I do. But when you love what you do and you put everything else last, including yourself, that is... (laughs) Sorry, guys. There's a... I don't know if you can hear that motorcycle. I've got the window open because we have finally have like nice fall days here in New York City. So, and I'm fine. You know, I'm just like, you know what? Let's get this back to basics. And I moved everything out of my office and I'm sitting on my living room floor, much like I did podcasts in the beginning. So um, I'm like, let's just record it on the floor. Jerry's asleep. I'm like, let's bring this microphone out, this laptop out. Let's record this podcast on the living room floor because I do love sitting on the floor. Okay. But back to my point, my point is even if you love what you do and you start neglecting yourself and putting yourself last, it will have a trickle down effect into what you do and it will make what you do feel stressful and less enjoyable. And so I felt like I need to make a radical change. And that's why I started going to mindful. I'm like, I need to just be in an environment where people are are meditating together. I need to be in an environment where people are coming together to do this. And the first meditation I went to was a healing heart meditation, which I do have a healing heart meditation recording for you guys. You have to look at the early podcast. Um, I don't remember the number. It could be like the sixth one or the fourth one. I'm not really sure, but same kind of meditation. Um, And so we did that and it was very powerful for me. And so I've been going back and it's just been great just a little bit of time out of my day, but it's really awesome. And it's been very helpful. And I think that's going to, that's helping me to reset. And I mean, obviously it is because today I woke up and I'm like, I want to do this podcast. I want to, I want to put a message out there because maybe some people have been going through the same kind of feeling too. And, and again, that's why I do this because it's like, I want to share my imperfect experience with you. I'm someone who is awake, you know, and I feel like I'm enlightened, but I'm just still a human being caught in this cycle, caught in this like sort of rat race trap of aware that it's a rat race trap and that I don't have to be there. And so sometimes I operate outside of it and sometimes I default back into it. So I want to give you hope and I want you to not be so hard on yourself when you do fall into it. Learn from me because I'm definitely hard on myself, but learn from me because I am trying to break out of that. So that's what I'm doing meditation wise. I'm back to my journal. I'm really excited about that. And then also, um, I, I need to get back into the way that I prefer to eat, which is natural plant-based and organic gluten-free as much raw vegetables as possible, because this is what my body really loves. And a lot of plant protein, not in the way of soy. I don't eat soy, but I eat other plant proteins like legumes, beans, nuts. I love nut butters and things like that. Um, and those nut like cashew cheese. Yum. So anyway, I subscribed to the reset program with Sakara, which was, it's a, it's not cheap. Um, it's some might find it really expensive and it's definitely not cheap, but it's a three week reset and I felt like I was worth the investment. And when I think about it, I was on a coaching call 
yesterday and we were talking to, um, talking to my client and we were talking about how she's taking this money and turning around and investing it in herself for her career. She's hiring like, um, a resume writer and a recruiter and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's amazing because what you don't even realize is that while you make the conscious choice to invest in yourself, it sends an incredible message to your subconscious mind that you are deserving and you're, you're actually spending money, which is very precious in this lifetime, in this world that we live in. You're actually spending money that is a lot of money to you and you're spending it on your future and your improvement. And so that's the way I like to think about how I bought this. It's a three-week food subscription. And no, they're not sponsoring this. I did not get a discount for this. I'm just telling you guys. So I'll keep you updated on how that goes. Um, And you'll have an absolute unbiased um, opinion of that. Um, But it's Saqqara Life if you want to look at it. But it's the reset. It starts on October 21st. And I'm doing that. And it's a food subscription program. So I'm going to get three meals a day it's all um, vegan, it's all gluten-free, it's all organic, and the thing is, it's supposed to be like really beautiful food, which it does look like colorful, beautiful food, so that's going to be a luxury, and I definitely want to practice taking my time eating that and enjoying every bite and really just um, acknowledging the gratitude behind having the money to purchase this beautiful food because when I got in real estate I remember one of my goals was I just want to be able to buy you know uh raw vegan beautiful food and not have to worry about how much it costs like that that was a money that was a money goal for me in the beginning I just want to be able to have like beautiful salads or beautiful dinners and things like that that are raw vegan because they're so expensive you know raw vegan and I want to be able to have that kind of meal and not bat an eyelash because I know I have plenty of money to do it and that I'm that I'm investing in my health in that way and so I want to come back to that I'm coming back to those initial um, goals those initial upgrades that I thought I would have when I got into real estate and yeah I got into it and I started making money but I was busy and me a person who puts work first and myself last by default it was like okay let's just work 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 and then what ends up happening is I'm not working I'm not going to yoga I'm not meditating I'm not eating the raw vegan organic food that I want to eat and I'm putting myself last and I end up just shoving some kind of like chicken taco or something for lunch really fast so not that it chicken taco is bad. It's very good. But, um, but you know what I mean? So I'll let you guys know how all of that goes. And, um, I look forward to your feedback and comments. Sorry. I've been so MIA. Sorry, not sorry. I just, I don't ever want to let you guys down, but on the same note, I, I don't let you guys down, but I actually let myself down. And so I'm not being hard on myself. I'm realizing what I've done and I'm nurturing and loving and acknowledging like every time I go to meditation class, every time I meditate on the subway now, every time I write in my journal, you know, these are things that have been happening for the last week. All these things I'm acknowledging that I'm doing that for myself and that this is what it feels like to put my self-care first so that when I do go to my, um, my job or my career, you know, when I'm, when I'm at work, you know, I'm, which is something I love and I'm giving 
giving 110% of myself in the best possible way. But then when I'm, it's time for me to have lunch, then I'm withdrawing myself and removing myself 110% of that time. So I can 110% invest in my self and acknowledging the self-care that I'm giving by eating slow and tasting and allowing myself to feel satiated and allowing my time, myself that time to breathe throughout the day and become mindful of my breath. So I hope that you can take some time to practice this exercise that I did in my journal. I look forward to hearing your feedback and until next week, bye guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with someone, you know, sharing is caring after all. And I want to empower as many people as possible through this podcast. Also, please take a second to leave me a five-star review. Your review helps other listeners find this podcast. Lastly, be sure to find me on Instagram at mindset by Christina Medina. Have a great week. Sending you big love from New York city.